said it because of his wet blanket energy. <laughs> Unhinged. Hello and welcome to She's All Batch. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Jackie. And we don't care if you're here for the right reasons. We are just happy that you are here. Yes, so come join us as we talk shit about our favorite show. All right, guys, let's creep. Okay, so Clayton has been doing a little bit of Instagram flirting. I don't know if you saw this. I posted it on She's All Batch on Instagram, but... Gabby Wendy posts a photo of herself in this gorgeous black dress, and she goes, Clayton was supposed to propose to me in this dress, which is hilarious caption. I also think something to note about the caption, too, is that she has a little star on the A that would have been Clayton, so she's kind of, like, almost bleeping it out as if it's, like, a curse word, like, the same way you would bleep out, like, yeah, or shit. Yeah, I love it. But Clayton doesn't let her get away with that. He responds on the photo and says, bring the dress to Scottsdale this weekend. Oh, I know. What is going to be happening in Scottsdale? I mean, I do think this is just some friendly banter, but I do think that's like a very risque thing for Clayton to say. So, Bring the dress same. to Scottsdale. It's like, okay, what are you going to do to me in this dress in Scottsdale? I know. It's, it's like, kind oh, of hot. La, la, la. Like, I'm sweaty now. I feel like I'm reading a romance novel over here. Have mercy. I know. Someone writes on my page, I kind of like that suddenly Clayton spits game. Where was this during his season? I said, I don't know, but I'm always in Clayton's corner. I, like, will defend this guy to the end. Like, he can do no wrong. After we met him, like, he is the nicest, sweetest guy ever. So I, everyone's like, oh, like, Gabby, you dodged a bullet. Like, you don't go back to him. But, like, they would be cute. I think it's weird on the heels of, like, the fake Rachel reunion that he's now spitting game to Gabby. But yeah, I don't really see it with between the two of them as like a real. Yeah, it's just relation. I think they're just yeah, their personalities are so different. But yeah, I can't believe they edited out this swag for the entire season of Clayton season. Because we knew we heard the rumors. We knew Clayton fucked. But like, we never really got to see that on the show. Coming in hot right now as we're recording, we have the thoughts in the Facebook group telling us that Gabby Wendy is talking about wanting to go to paradise on Caitlin Bristow's podcast. So we're going to pull this up now live. Shout out to, I want to shout out some of the thoughts that are helping us out. Wait, Gabby is saying it now? Yeah, yeah. So shout out to Danny who brought this to our attention and Tessa, who was listening to the Off the Vine for us, and Nikki, who grabbed the actual timestamp for us. So we're going to pull up Caitlin Bristow's podcast and see what Gabby had to say. This usually doesn't happen this last minute. I know. And this is kind of crazy because, like, spoiler alert, wasn't our next creep going to be that Rachel Recchia also says she's considering going to paradise? So, like, what are these two brewing up over there? A fancy little paradise potion, it seems like. Ooh, I want to drink that potion. Okay, so here is what Gabby said. I do hope you go on Paradise because that would oh, be thanks. incredible television. With Like, I just picture you, Rachel, Genevieve, like, Michelle down there. Freaking, I don't know who else. I just picture it, and I'm like, oh, the women would just run the show. It would be amazing. Don't even need the men. Yeah. Ideally. Yeah. I just love to hang, and, like, I can, and I love to, like, be in the gossip. I <laughs> like, I want to be, like, like, a fly on the wall and just be like, what is going on? Flirting would be so fun on the beach with all these cute guys. So fun. There, is there anyone in, I'm sure people ask you this all the time, but bachelor like world that you're like, oh, I would have a crush on them if they were on the beach? I mean, Tyler Cameron. I <laughs> Uh, coming for your man, Jackie. Uh, that's okay. I think if Gab- if it's me versus Gabby Wendy, I think <laughs> she wins. So they would actually be a very hot couple. I ship that for them. First and foremost, how nice is it to hear Gabby's voice again? I know, I, I it love was it. So it's nice. so soothing. Honestly, it's so soothing. Not everyone in Bachelor Nation should start a podcast, but Gabby but Wendy should. should start a podcast. I just want her to talk to me and be like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, he's your type. Yeah. Like, she invented the word yeah. She, she did. did. In the dictionary, it says, see Gabby Wendy <laughs> under yeah. Literally. I mean, this Paradise season, I believe, is going to be iconic. If you guys went to Fox Fest, you know that we talked about Johnny Filippo almost definitely going to Paradise, plus Rachel, which, Jackie, spoiler alert, um, our next creep is literally about Rachel talking about going to Paradise. So if really all of these iconic people come back, like, this is the type of Paradise I'm here for. Absolutely. I don't think they'll get Tyler Cameron on that beach, though. No, They'd have but- to cough up a hefty dollar. But, like, Gabby, Wendy, Rachel, like, people I really have been invested in their storyline, I am 
here for it. And also cut out some cheesy farting jokes. And we have a show, people. Have Victoria and Greg come down, bring a date card to Johnny. Mm -hmm. Tell him he deserves to find love. Totally. I mean, you know I'm not the biggest, like, Greg and Victoria are endgame person. So I, for all we know, they could be broken up and they'll both be on the beach yet again yeah. this time around. I'm really here for it. This gives me hope. But the only thing that's a bummer is that we have to wait so long. Like, charity season's first and then Paradise mm-hmm. is until September or October. Like, I'm right. out of my summer vibes by then. I was going to say, which makes no sense. I liked when Paradise was a summer activity. And now they, like, air it in the fall. And it's like, well, I need a pumpkin. I don't need, like, a crab on sand seriously all right well moving on okay so i was on tiktok the other day and i actually sent this tiktok to you jackie so it's a bunch of girls from zach season all playing like drinking games at someone's house probably pre-gaming to go out and they're playing a drinking game and it's essentially like drink if you kiss zach with tongue drink if you made out with him on xyz date and i thought like that's kind of a weird thing to do when he's engaged to someone but if you scroll to the if you stop the video at the beginning of the video you see katie in the background she looks at the camera and like makes a face and like runs up the stairs so she's there at Mm -hmm. the place where they are while they're playing this drinking game what are your thoughts on this well but i also think when they were playing this game i don't know if katie could like hear what they were saying sure we don't know and like i'm not to say that she's going upstairs because she felt weird like she if you watch the yeah, video yeah, yeah. no it's just the fact that like she's in the presence with these girls making jokes about her now fiance i don't know i think that show is such a unique experience that it's not like normal life where like you would be like oh all of these girls who like used to date my fiance are talking about kissing him like this is weird like if that really happened in real life that would be weird but the fact that they're on a show and it's like manipulated and forced to be this way I think a lot of those girls probably removed themselves from the situation and were like oh wait did I really like Zach lol that was weird like I got swept up in it and so I think Katie can look at it in that way where it's like it's not the same thing sure I get it he didn't actually really date all those girls I still think it's a little bit disrespectful and a little weird I mean and also it's something if you play it in the privacy like while you're doing like a fun girls pregame but to film it and post it is kind of like I I think I would be pissed if there was a bunch of girls whether or not he fake dated them on tv or real dated them if they were all taking shots based off of how many times they kissed my fiance I would be a little bugged oh I would not be I don't think okay all right sound off in the comments below Team Jackie or Team Stephanie on this one. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think it's innocent. I don't think they're being malicious. But I just thought it was odd. Like, I know you guys have this shared experience, but, like, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like if she's in a good place with Zach, though, like, it shouldn't matter. All right. Well, moving on. Speaking of things that do matter, though. (laughs) Okay. Jared and Ashley are the latest to shill the gel blaster guns. And you guys have been blowing up my DMs again. Um, they did the gel blaster ad better than anyone that I've seen so far because they just have a level of like cinema I think they must have like a team. Didn't Ashley they, tell us yeah, that? Yeah, they do have someone who like shoots it and edits it for them. Yeah. Cause it's literally like a movie. It's so yeah. good. Well, how much are they paying? Like these gel blaster guns are clearly shelling out top dollar to get these people to commit to making these videos. Like, how much are they paying? How do they have so much money? Because also, who is buying gel blaster guns? And how do we get in on it? I can't wait for the day that, like, we've been, like, shitting on this, shitting on this, shitting on this. And then we get an email that's like, hey, we're selling gel blaster guns. Do you guys want to, like, make an ad for it? And then you see me and Stephanie, like, in an Instagram reel with our guns, just, like, pretending as if we haven't been shitting on it for two years. Jared said to someone in the comments, like, make sure you check, like, the age recommendations before you buy it for your kid. Because apparently it's not, like, safe for a certain age. We already looked up and we saw that the gel beads are, like, organic. So if you yeah, eat them. Yeah, they're, like, biodegradable. Well, and they're biodegradable. So you can yeah. shoot them all over your lawn and it's not, like, polluting your lawn with plastic. Like, it'll disintegrate into the ground. Yeah. So I'm just so nice. confused with this this marketing plan of theirs. But <laughs> I can't even say it's working for them because I don't know what's who's actually buying from these ads. But I'm glad to know that Ashley and Jared are, are clearly in a good place. Because if you are playing with gel blaster guns, it's because... You're in a good place with your significant other. Yes, that's what the gel blaster guns would like you to believe. Believe, This is the ultimate relationship activity. Yeah, I mean, we've obviously gone on about this. Like marketing a fucking toy gun to couples as opposed to like teenage boys 
It's just beyond me. So I said a lot of you guys DM'd me about this. One of the DMs I got was actually from Tenley. And she's like, I'm sure you've gotten this a bunch of times, but I just had to send this to you. So shout out Tenley. Thanks for sending me the gel blaster gun. Keep our eyes out. Who do we think is the next couple? We are. We're going to be showing the gel blaster guns. So stay tuned. I'm sure we could try DMing them and just be like, hey, send us one. I feel like we should. if, If we made a cinematic experience of us like doing that, I really think it would get good engagement. They'd be happy with the money well spent. Yeah, it's like Jackie running in slow motion. She's like, all right, guys, let's creep. And she hits me and I'm like, moving on. And I fall to the ground. Okay, I think we should DM them. All right, so stay tuned for that. And if we do advertise it, you guys need to go like and buy the damn gun to support (gasps) us. And don't blow up our spot. Be like, oh "Oh my God, this is so cool. Don't comment and be like, look at you guys. You guys just talked about this on the podcast. Yeah, Yeah, don't call us sellouts. DM me and call me a sellout. Don't post it publicly. Right. for gel blaster to see publicly be like i've never seen such a beautiful advertisement before yeah and i'm gonna go save my marriage now right say that okay moving on so this was a cute tiktok i found greg grippo explains on tiktok why he's genuinely confused by victoria wanting to go to the taylor swift concert and i wanted to save this i purposely didn't tell jackie about it because she is going to the taylor swift concert yes i am Two times, actually. So I, Humble brag. Are you serious? Yeah. Wait, okay. I have questions, but I literally okay. purposely didn't ask you about them. Let's play Greg's comments first, and then I want to hear your take. Sure. So Victoria really wants to go to the uh, concert that's coming up in Nashville. It's going to be your best one. I imagine it's going to be great. I imagine she's a great performer for, like, Section 200. Like row 18, we're looking at like $2,200 a ticket. Do I think she's great? Yeah. Um, for $2,200, I'm expecting her to be singing in my face. Um, I don't know if she's worth that like that. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, though. She's not going to do? She's never going to have like a concert where she does all of the songs ever again. She performs for two straight hours. 44 songs. Two straight hours? Seems like a long concert, no? Yeah, but she's providing a good time. Two hours, though? Don't you, like, don't you think, like, don't you think, like, after, like, the first hour, you might be like, I want to go home? (laughs) Well, so, it's actually three hours, Greg. Oh, Greg. (laughs) Greg's never going to make it that long. Um, Well, but that's the thing. I I don't know if anyone's on Era's tour TikTok, but that's why people are like, it's three hours. This is the set list. You need to plan the songs that you're going to go to the bathroom during. Wait, are you serious? Well, it's three hours. You're going to stand there for three hours and not go to the bathroom? But you don't want to be, like, surprised and seeing, like, what song she sings. Like, everyone knows. Oh, well, that's already, like, I knew that I was not going to be surprised. Like, the internet ruined that the first day the tour opened. It was just, like, all over my free page. I would like to say, as far as, like, the tickets and the prices and stuff, so those are resale tickets, which is why they're so expensive. So when I was getting Taylor Swift tickets, like, that's why it was, like, such a crazy day. Like, I was on... Ticketmaster, Ticketmaster crash, and then like you're rushing, rushing, rushing to get like whatever tickets you can get. And so we paid like normal concert price tickets for it. Like, what did you pay? I'm curious. Maybe like for Denver, maybe like seventy dollars, and then for oh, wow, okay for for LA, our tickets are better. Maybe like a hundred to two hundred dollars. Yeah, no, that's like I didn't break nothing. the bank, but that's what I'm saying. Like that's why that day was so important because now they're all sold out and everyone's reselling their tickets for thousands of dollars i saw four seats for like ninety thousand dollars or like something crazy on resale on resale that's like right yeah oh okay so i don't know this i Mm -hmm. like taylor swift but i'm not like a swifty not yeah i don't know the i don't know like the order of the songs that are being sung so but i but i like her music so when i see greg's TikTok, I'm led to believe that those are the prices yeah so i think it's clear it's nice that you're clearing this up on behalf of tay tay because I got the wrong impression. I was like, wow, that's crazy. She's selling tickets for $2,200. Well, yeah, no, those are the prices now, but like the day they went on sale, um, you know, they were normal ticket okay. prices. Side note, is it legal that people are literally streaming the entire concert on TikTok Live? That has to be illegal. Um, They're doing the entire thing, like all three well, hours of it. I mean, I didn't sit there for three hours, but I came across it on live. Like, mm-hmm. did you, do you ever like stumble on live and then 
go Every down a really dark I, I feel place. Like I, well, no, I I accidentally I'm like scrolling, 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 and then I feel like accidentally a live comes up, and then I yeah. just scroll past it. I never like watch lives on oh, TikTok. Guys, don't go down the live rabbit hole. <laughs> You'll find it's a sad place. But I stumbled upon a Taylor Swift concert, and I was like, wait, mm. how is this? So I watched it for like. <laughs> a minute, but they didn't have good seats, so I really couldn't see anything. But I was like, this has to be the equivalent of, like, bringing a camcorder to the movie theater and filming it and then releasing it to the public. I mean, obviously, I don't know, like, all the legalities of it. But, like, if you brought a camera to, like, a movie theater or, like, a Broadway show or something, like, and they see you, like, you get yelled at. And they're like, ma'am, put that away. But, like, you, people take videos of concerts all the time. And no one's, right. like, that's saying, like, oh, you like... can't take a video of the concert. Like, that seems to be allowed. But yeah, the whole thing, I don't know. But I feel like there's a fine line here because like totally. you can't do that. That's not really fair. People that didn't pay shouldn't get to see the concert. I guess. But like they're seeing it through like a blurry iPhone. It's not really like the best. It's not like they're like spoiling the whole experience like that. That's the same as someone who's like at the concert. Right. Well, back to Greg. <laughs> back to Greg. The best part of this TikTok is Victoria in the background singing all too well. Like I know, she's I love literally, it. it's so fucking funny, and I I think they can afford it. I was gonna I say they, they, they literally dropped on a dime to just like go to Rome and fly yeah. in the in the lay down sleep seats, which are obviously like the first class, nice, expensive ones. So How I feel like they that? can swing because they you posted know that about it. Lay down yeah. seats. Yeah, you don't know. So lay they down were getting seats? they were getting uh, freaky and on the plane. No, like in first class, the seats you're in like little pods and you go all the way flat. Speaking of pods, we have Danielle Rule here at the end of the episode from Love is Blind. Oh, yeah. And you do not want to miss it. Like, oh, my God, the filming conditions of Love is Blind is crazy. So stay tuned for that. But speaking of Love is Blind. Yes, you guys obviously loved our recap of the Love is Blind reunion. And so we're just giving you more Love is Blind content, obviously, like after that reunion. So much news has been dropped about, you know, what's going on with all the people involved. So we just created a whole other Patreon episode to update you guys on like the drama at hand because there is quite a lot. Essentially, it's a creep segment of just Love is Blind content. So if you have been following these people and you don't know what's going on with them and there's some shady stuff that has come out since the show has ended, you definitely want to check out this episode. We're actually going to play a teaser clip right now so you could see the type of tea that we're going to be spilling. Um, well, on the topic of Marshall and Jackie... Jackie actually, just a few days ago, issued a public apology to... To Marshall. Marshall, yeah. I would like to start this off by saying I sincerely apologize and take accountability for my actions and words in my relationship between Marshall and I. I also want to take the time to express my gratitude and appreciation for Marshall, clearing up that I did, in fact, end the relationship before meeting Josh at the coffee shop. I understand that it was a quick transition from one relationship to another, but this relationship did not start as most do in the real world. To some, it may seem as if it was a quick transition. However, there is only a small percent that can be shown on TV, and my connection with Josh was much deeper than it seems from a viewer's perspective. I would also like to thank Marshall for taking accountability, the derogatory comment that was made off camera. Okay, that's her typo, not me misspeaking. For the derogatory comment that was made off camera, I would also like to apologize and to take accountability for my disparaging remarks as well in those leaked messages. It was tasteless and disrespectful to speak about anyone that way. Wait, what are the leaked messages? Oh, wait, yeah. Let's find that first because where are these leaked messages? It was never a battle between Marshall and I. I just wanted to clear the timeline of events that took place as it looked as if I was a cheater and starting one relationship before leaving the other. I am thankful that Vanessa Lachey allowed me to speak my piece and take accountability for my actions. All I can do is learn and grow from this experience. Like Marshall said at the reunion, we both deserve happiness, peace, and to be able to move on from what transpired last year. Marshall and I have personally apologized to each other and also took accountability for our actions and have moved on. I would also like to apologize and take accountability to the public as it was done on the show for everyone else to see actions speak louder than words Jeez, can you race through that any quicker <laughs> well like I, it's really long and it's like what, i don't want to do a dramatic monologue of this reading okay in terms of the leaked messages yeah that to me feels like the most important interesting part of all of this otherwise like this is just like saying words honestly i don't even know if this paragraph apology was like necessary I mean, I think she wants to move on, though. I think she wants people off her back. I want. I think her mm -hmm. saying, like, she she probably heard that Marshall did low-key say, like, I don't think she cheated on me. And that made her happy because she's like, 
finally, like someone coming to my defense that actually knows what yeah. happened. We need to find these texts. Oh, the headline here. I haven't seen the message yet, but it says Jackie's leaked texts from Love is Blind question Marshall's sexuality and how he responded. But I'm trying to find the exact message. So, okay. So it was a leaked group text between Jackie and her friends from April 2023. So that's now. So who leaked it? Her friends? So it says an anonymous Instagram account leaked a group text in April 2023, allegedly between Jackie and her friends at the time she broke up with Marshall to be with Josh. Oh, okay. So this is back when they were filming. She's like, hey, guys. Broke up with Marshall. I'm going to try it with Josh now. Blah. But this is what she says. To find out what Jackie said in those messages, go to patreon.com slash she's all batch and you'll get 10 different creep stories about the cast of Love is Blind. There's so much in this one single episode. Yeah. And Jackie's text, I do do a dramatic reading of, of all the leaked messages. So yeah, check that out at patreon.com slash she's all batch. Moving on. All right, I said it once and I'll say it again. I think couples from the Bachelor franchise would do better in the real world if they downloaded the Paired app prior to having Mm -hmm. to leave the show. I strongly feel this way. Yeah, no, I mean, I obviously agree. There's not enough time to actually get to know someone while filming the show. Like, you're telling me literally in the fantasy suite for one night, they're actually uncovering all there is to know about someone you're going to get married to? Like, absolutely no way. So basically Paired is a relationship app for couples. So you and your partner will download the app and quote unquote pair together. And every day Paired will give you guys questions, quizzes, and games to have fun, stay connected, and deepen your conversation. But what's really cool is like it brings up topics that you may not normally bring up with your significant other and then you get to know them better and you get to see a different side of them. And I think that's really cool and something that is definitely missing from this franchise. Totally. And then a cool thing about it too is like you can't see your partner's answer until you answer yourself so it really encourages you to like dig deep find the best answer and then you guys can connect on those responses because like stephanie said there's probably never going to be a time where you're going to bring up these very specific questions to get to know each other but i think they're necessary little conversations to have and sometimes they don't have to be so serious they can be just like fun and sweet some of the most popular questions on the app are What about your partner do you find the sexiest? What's something you admire most about your partner? How do you personally express love for your partner? What We've talked about love languages before on the show. What is your love language? Mine is quality time. That's what I like. And then I feel like I give acts of service. I give and want to receive words of affirmation. Good. So so you would find that out about your partner. You may be like a month in and you download the Paired app and you're like, whoa, we are not compatible. And you save yourself a lot of time or you totally. deepen your relationship, which is the ultimate goal here. So whether you are a few dates in or have been together for a long time, it's time to lighten the mood and have fun with your partner by using Paired. Head to Paired.com slash She's All Batch. That's P-A-I-R-E-D.com slash She's All Batch to get a seven-day free trial and $25 off if you sign up for a subscription. Just head to Paired.com slash She's All Batch to sign up today. Connect with your partner every day using Paired. A happier relationship starts here. And then once you deepen your relationship, you could slip on into bed and get a little frisky because you will have attitude sheets on your bed and you all know what that means. Yeah, it means that after getting said frisky, you both will get the most amazing night's sleep you've ever gotten in your entire life because the sheets are so soft. Like you guys know, Stephanie bought two pairs because she was so adamant that she could not sleep now on any other sheets while her attitude sheets were in the wash. It's true. It's true. I love to tell the tale. Attitude sustainable bedding is made from the world's first non-toxic bamboo fabric and they are the softest, silkiest, sheets more breathable than cotton and right now you guys should definitely get your hands on attitude sheets because we are offering she's all batch listeners 25 dollars off your first bedding purchase with code she's all batch and this is only for a limited time so there's no time but like the present to really upgrade your bedding Totally. And you guys can try them for 30 nights risk-free. And if you are not obsessed, you can just return them. So there's truly no risk in trying it out, but I'm sure you're going to love them. I've also told you guys, like I run super hot and these sheets just keep you cool and comfortable. And you're not going to understand what I'm saying unless you try them for yourself. So you guys can go to attitude.com slash she's all batch. That's E-T-T. 
I-T-U-D-E.com slash she's all batch and get $25 off your betting order. Okay, guys, we are going to kick off Bachelor Encounters. That is when you guys submit your stories of meeting Bachelor Nation in the wild. We read about those stories on air and you know what? What, Stephanie? It's a good time, actually. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I thought it was going to be a bad time. So thanks no, for clarifying. You're it's welcome. actually going to be a good time. Got yeah. it. Bet you didn't see that one coming. This first one comes from Janelle, and she is a Fox. She is amazing for sending this Bachelor Encounter. She actually, this is her second Bachelor Encounter. She previously sent the one about Jordan Kimball, which was so long mm. ago. It was the one where there was like a meet and greet and like not that many people showed up, but she showed up. Aww. So, and you know what? She showed up today by giving us this special encounter. So thank you, yeah. Janelle. So true. She said, hi, I'm so excited to share my second Bachelor encounter. This weekend is the women's show in my hometown in Canada. And when I heard Pilot Pete was the special guest, you better believe my only goal was to try to get tea for the pod. Hell yeah. Peter started by giving a brief summary of his time on the show and unfortunately didn't say anything groundbreaking. During the Q&A, the very first question was, are you still a bachelor? To which he played to his audience and quoted Canadian singer Michael Bublé and said, I just haven't met her yet. That's right. Peter confirmed at this event that he and Kelly are no longer together. Wait, where was this? It's called the National Women's Show in Canada. Um, and this was recently? Very recent. Okay. Is that So, I mean, they're officially donezo. So you heard it here first. Like, he's not... I, I actually forgot to tell you this. This is actually crazy. Because I saw this encounter, and I'm like, wow, that's actually an encounter, also a creep. Because now we have confirmation that Peter and Kelly are, in fact, done. And they're probably not going to announce it. No. But he's announcing it at this event. Yeah, in a weird way, I feel like that was his announcing it. I also, too, had screen recorded and was going to use it as a creep, but then I was like, eh, maybe it's not as important. So the whole Weber family went to Vegas over the weekend. And so they're all like post, and by all, I mean, it's mostly like Peter posting stories of like with his dad, with his mom. And so it's like Peter, his mom, his dad, his brother and his brother's wife, I think. I think they got married and like no Kelly in sight. And I'm like, so that's weird. Like a whole family outing and Peter's riding solo when his brother has his significant other in tow. I feel like that was another confirmation as well. So all these things together, they're yeah. done, guys. It's- but we're literally hearing it from the actual horse's yeah. mouth. Like, yeah. That's Peter, oh the horse. That was a good horse noise, Thank honestly. You. That was me. You should go that into animal impressions. Yeah, we oh. brought in a horse live to record this <laughs> podcast with us. He went on to say, Kel and I are no longer together, confirming what we basically knew. I told you. We're... Oh. Okay, he said I didn't Kel- know he was saying Kel. Yeah, That's Kel. big. Right. He said, Kelly is amazing and he had nothing but good things to say about her. He seemed genuine when he spoke about her. He also said he wants to find someone outside the Bachelor world. Shocker. He dodged questions about production and was very careful in how he said things, similar to your interview. He wouldn't give straight answers. He wouldn't confirm or deny if he felt his season was cut in a way that was fair or accurate. This is getting long, so random thoughts you can read or ignore. I'm going to read them, Janelle. This is awesome. Peter said he wouldn't go on Paradise or do any other love show again, but he would do Amazing Race or Fear Factor. I desperately hoped for a sweet numb sighting, but sadly, the best we got was a shout out to her when someone asked what his favorite food is, which is Cuban food, especially when his mom makes it. Delta wouldn't give him more time off to be The Bachelor, so he had to personally call pilots to see if they could cover his trips. (laughs) While he's The Bachelor? I didn't know that was a thing, like, pilots could do. That feels like... Obviously, like, they're all pilots, like, they can all pick up each other's shifts, but, like, I don't know. I just don't think, I don't feel that comfortable with, like, all the pilots, like, switching up, like, the planes they're flying. Like, how about we just have one guy who who is always flying this plane to always the same place every day? Like, don't switch it up. This isn't, like, a hostess at Applebee's saying, like, oh, I have the flu, can you cover my shift? Like, you're you're flying a plane (laughs) over, like, oceans and stuff. I don't know. And I guess, like, if you're a pilot, it's maybe it's all the same, but I would, I think it's, like, I would think it's different, like, flying New York to Florida than, like, New York to, like, China. Those, I don't know. It's just funny to think of Peter, like, hey, can you cover my shift? I, my little shift to just, like, get on a plane and fly it and then fly yeah. back. 
She continues, there wasn't a huge turnout for him. I only counted 18 people in the lineup for the meet and greet that cost $75 for a picture and autograph. Anyway, that's it. Peter seems nice and he was super sweet to those asking questions and even invited an older lady who kept flirting with him on stage for a photo. I didn't pay to meet him. So the, this pick is the best I got and it's him on stage. I asked more about the event. She said, it's called the National Women's Show and they advertise as the ultimate girls day. There are a ton of exhibitors selling everything under the sun and then special events and guests on the main stage. They typically bring a hot celebrity guest they think will appeal to women. But this year, Peter Weber was their top choice apparently. Oh my God, wait, coming in hot. I almost forgot the fun fact that Peter wants to take his children's book, The Adventures of Pilot Pete, and hopefully turn it into a series and long-term goal would make it a TV series. I'll believe it when I see it, but you heard it here first. Huh. Jeez. I actually think that could be a good children's show. Yeah, so do like I. A, you know, like the little plane is flying around. The plane's like, hey, can you cover my shift? I'm The Bachelor. <laughs> yeah. The little that, cartoon that's plane. episode three. Um, well, yeah. All right. Now we know. This was a really good one. Also, I want to, I don't know if this is shady to, to say, but so Pete did a meet and greet and 18 people were there that that signed up. She counted 18 people online to get an autograph, but like 18 times 75. No, sure. I'm not knocking the money of it. I'm just like. $1,300. We had way more than that come to Fox Fest. So I just feel like proud of us for being able to like bring in people. It's also like, why is he, this is a bizarre choice to host this. Yeah, too. it is bizarre. It's random. Like, why not have like Zach, who's the current bachelor, you know? Right. Especially because Peter, I feel like has tried to move on from all that and kind of remove himself from that narrative. I mean, again, him putting himself in the position to be asked questions about the show by fans and then not wanting to talk about the Said show. show. Yeah. That's weird. But we get confirmation that him and Kelly are done, so... And that's all we needed. Tell a friend that you heard it on She Is All Batch. Yeah. Next encounter. This is in 2011, right after... Jake Pavelka was a dramatic bachelor. My wow. friend and I were returning from a work event in Dallas, and we were in line to board our plane. Our pilot was standing near the gate, and there was a swarm of middle-aged women crowded around him, which I thought was weird. When I got up closer, I realized who it was, and I gave him a little wave. We boarded our plane, and we were in the very last row. And when we sat down, I said to my friend, do you realize who our pilot is? It's the bachelor, Jake Pavelka. She had never seen the show, but all of a sudden, the guy sitting next to us said, Oh, Jake, yeah, that's one of my best friends. We just hung out last weekend. I didn't really believe him at first, but then he pulls out his phone, and sure enough, one of his contacts is Jake. He texted him and said, I've got two ladies back here who would love to meet you when we land. When we landed, we were the last ones off the plane because of the stupid back row, and he was already gone. I was so disappointed. And my initial reaction was, like, the text was fake. The guy was just lying and pretending. Mm. Like, what? I mean, he just said Jake in his phone. You literally could have made that up right there's also a million jakes in the world too right but i could also change jackie maroney in my phone to be jake pavelka and just show someone my phone and say look it's jake yeah maroney. i've done that before plenty of times guys that's a really good trick if you ever need to like trick someone or to you know when i did this i when we were like i was like a teenager my sister was a kid i changed my name in her phone to be santa and then i would like text oh. her as santa around christmas time and she got so excited that santa was texting her so you can do it a wholesome way or you can do it in a trickery way. Yeah, or like a malicious way like me. And I <laughs> changed someone's phone number. I was with my friend in L.A. And I changed her name in my phone to George Clooney. And then we met these guys at the bar and we're like, oh, like, mm. yeah, like we're best friends with George Clooney. And they're like, yeah, right. And I'm like, he's texting me right now. And they're like, oh, my God. It works every time, guys. Go try it. But do yeah, we George think Clooney or Santa, you yeah. can always just Anyone like could text you if it's anyone. fake. Yeah. So I asked her, do you think the text was fake? She said, no, I truly think the text was real, but I don't think he wanted to wait around to meet two random girls in a busy airport. Also, why is the pilot getting off the plane before you? Isn't it like etiquette that you wait? You're the last off the plane. Yeah. I don't know. I'm trying to think if I remember. He's like, I'm covering someone else's shift, so I have to go. I'm running to another plane. <laughs> He's like, so I got to be out of there. Yeah, I don't know. I guess I don't really look in the cockpit. I'm wondering if, because I always feel like the pilot's probably still sitting there while everyone else is getting That's off the plane. That's why it's weird. Maybe he had yeah. diarrhea. Why does your mind go to that first? Of just well, why like, else is he racing off the plane? I don't know. He's Two covering options. his shift. Or He's, he's just over Peter's it. Shift. He's like, I'm done. I'm I'm off the clock. I got to go. <laughs> like the plane has landed, guys. I did my job. I'm done. 
Gotta we get a beer. that, like, yeah, pilots are, like, workers, too. And he's like, I am on my lunch break now. Right, like, that is his 9 to 5. And yeah. you know how, like, you all go to your 9 to 5 and you're like, I hate this, I hate this, I hate this. He's probably doing that while driving the plane. Yeah, which is very comforting while you're in the air. <laughs> I know. I'm like, I'm going on a plane later today. I hope my pilot is, like, excited about the trip and not treating it like his 9 to 5. You turn around and it's Jake Pavelka. <laughs> yeah. This is um a pilot-themed encounter segment. We haven't had, like, a theme so hard before. Two mm. pilots in a row. Well, those are all the Bachelor encounters we have for this week. If you have a story you want to submit, DM me at Cheese All Batch, and you never, ever know. We may read about it next week. So this week we talked with Danielle Rule from season two of Love is Blind, and I wanted to issue a trigger warning prior to the interview as there is talk of suicide. If you or someone you know is struggling with suicidal thoughts, please call 1-800-273-TALK. You could also call the 24-Hour Suicide and Crisis Lifeline at 988. For international resources, please go to save.org slash find dash help. All right, guys, we are changing it up this week. We have Danielle Rule here. She is from season two of Love is Blind, and you may have seen some viral TikToks of hers this past week. So we thought, why not talk with Danielle and get her story on her experience on Love is Blind? Danielle, thank you for coming on She's All Batch. Yeah, thanks for having me. What seemed to spark the uh, TikToks was an article, correct? Yes. So, um, someone from business research or someone from business insider had reached out to myself along with a lot of different cast members from season one and season two, as well as, um, different producers as well. And once I found out that there were a wide breadth of different contestants that were reaching out, um, one retelling the story re-triggered me. And two, it made me realize that so many different people are experiencing the same thing and so many different people that I've heard from season three and season four have also still experienced the same thing. So it is the business insider article that kind of like re-sparked the conversations, but it's the communications after the article came out that wanted me to kind of speak a little bit more on my own platform. Was the business insider article like trying to find like tea about love is blind or were they just trying to hear about your guys experience and then it came out that you guys had all had this like negative experience so it was stemming from um the previous lawsuit about some of the conditions on the show okay so yeah they had been looking into it since that came out and so that's kind of what sparked there Wait, what was the lawsuit? I don't think I heard about it. Did you hear about there this? There is a lawsuit. Um, I don't really know what's going on with it, but it okay. was kind of um, like a similar thing where it was unhealthy working conditions. For Got listeners it. that may not have seen the Business Insider article, the headline is Love is Blind is Hell on Earth. Contestants say producers deprived them of food and sleep, preyed on their anxieties, and refused to let them quit. All of which you back up in your yeah. TikToks. So mm -hmm. we wanted to like kind of dive deeper into specifically what you meant. Um, I mean, deprive them of food. You say in your TikTok that you, the only way to order room service was through your Roku TV, yes. but you didn't have a Roku TV or like access to it or something. Yeah. So one thing I want to call out is that my pod experience was different than my Mexico experience. And everyone's experience is different based on the level of ethics of the producer that they have. And my pod producer was a lot better. Um, there was minimal food and water and it was coming in at, at like, you know, weird times, but there was a time period in Mexico where they literally just shut down any way for us to request food and water. And so what had happened is Nick and I, the first day, um, there was no filming. We ordered so much room service, um, got very drunk. And then we went to film a scene the second day. I believe it was the second day we left and came back. That's when the coffee machine was gone. That's when we didn't have access to the TV anymore. And whenever we would call the front desk for food or for them to clean our room, it got pretty dirty. It just, nothing happened. Why do you think that was though? Like, what was yeah. the point? You know, I, I wonder this myself and it's only something that I could assume. I think one is there's a lot of different things that tactics that they use that make you codependent on your producers. In addition to that, um, the inconsistencies with food and water does make you more drunk, for lack of a better term. Um, and so we never really had any issues with alcohol. Um, and so I can only assume probably a little bit of both, where it's like a level of like maybe control, codependency, as well as, you know, getting you drunk. But I, I again, like I always wonder this too. Like, why would like... 
Right. Did like, you ever seems ask? like a standard situation. Yeah, when like, you eventually when you saw back. a producer, yeah. were you like, hey, we haven't had water. Can you like, can someone bring us up a case coach yeah. so we could stop asking? Because, yeah. The, yeah, so there are these um, PAs or what we call them wranglers and Handlers. PAs that sit outside yeah. of your door. So not every single contestant had a swim up pool. Luckily, ours did. But in order to leave the room, you would have to open this door and there's a line of people out of it. So we would ask like, hey, can we have this? Hey, can we have this? I remember when my room service was discontinued, nothing came, but I did end up getting a bottle of wine. So it was just very interesting, um, you know, what we got access to and what we did in and, and kind of like the lack of help. And I'm like, I don't know if the PAs just aren't doing it. I don't know if they're told no. But yeah, we we had requested it from the people who were sitting outside of our room as well. Like, I don't understand what the expectation is that you just don't eat dinner. Yeah. So luckily, again, because of the swim up pool, we didn't have to go along without it. So okay. we made friends with someone who worked at the resort who would frequently bring us stuff. So although we weren't getting it from production, once we found out, like, you know, there was a long period of time where we were still waiting, but then finally we just gave up and we made friends with other people in the resort through the swim up pool that would give it to us. This yeah, but that's like a hack. That's not like yeah. what normal, like other people. Oh, and you're not supposed to talk that. to your neighbors. Like we would have right. gotten in trouble for doing that. You're not supposed to talk to anyone, but we're like, uh, no, <laughs> like we're we starving. I'm yeah. so blown away by all of this. It's just wild that they think yeah. that that's okay. I mean, there's a couple in Arkansas that I still, that we like, was like, oh, we have bread. <laughs> like, do you want some bread? Like we can go to the, um, you know, because it was uh, all-inclusive. So a lot of people who watched the show were like, oh, they didn't get a food and water and all-inclusive resort. I was like, we were like trapped in a room. So like, we didn't really have access mm-hmm. to anything. And throughout the entire pot experience and throughout, um, there was a couple of days when we came back to um, Chicago and before we moved into the cast apartments, we were in um, hotels for two days and we were allowed like one 10 minute walk. I can't remember if it was one night or two transparently. And again, there's wranglers who sit outside your door. So you have to wait for them to knock in order for you to order food. But um, yeah. Crazy. Did anyone else besides Nick speak about not getting food or do you feel like it was something that was just happening to you guys? Mexico, I think that that was specific to us. I haven't heard anyone having their TVs disconnected. Um, but again, that's why I talk about the different ethics of the producers, where I would have never envision my producer from the pods doing something like that. Like he he's one person who actually did reach out to me um, because, you know, like he he did care, but a lot of them don't. And so, you know, I can only speak for myself and what I hear from other people. Do you think there's a reason why they switched your producer from like the pod producer to your Mexico producer? I'm not entirely sure, but I do have some assumptions. So originally, uh, the first producer that I was working with had also lost a lot of weight and was would explain to me how it impacted him and his dating. So we really connected on that. However, my anxiety started to bubble up in the pods and when I first went to Mexico, I did get even more anxious because of the fact that they switched my producer. And my producer then sat me down and was like, I have the same exact kind of anxiety as you. Like, I completely get where you're coming from all the time. So I think they pair you with people who really, really, really know how to like try and become friends with you on, on deep topics. And I think that it was more so like my anxiety um, that maybe made the switch. But again, I can only make assumptions, but it was such a weird change. Yeah, because they don't seem to be like helping your anxiety at all. But it's also the codependency where Mm -hmm. if I started bubbling up, he would almost act as if if a therapist. So he would say certain things where I would feel better. And I felt like I could only go to him because I had really no time to go to anyone else. So in the moment during filming, like, again, that that's where the codependency lies is where he would, you know, tell me, oh, do this, do this, do this to calm yourself down during filming, if it was, you know, kind of like getting to the levels as it did in Mexico. Um, but instead of a therapist, it's like, he was my therapist. Right. Did Netflix reach out after you posted those TikToks? Not Anyone, yet. no product. Are you afraid of a producer reaching out? I mean, I don't, I, I kind of am. Um, you know, I spoke about all of this previously. It just didn't blow up like this. So back in my Instagram, right after the panic attack aired, I did, you know, disclose the real reason behind it. 
I've spoken about some of the Mexico food and water stuff. I think that because of the fact that everyone's talking about it now, it blew up. So I am kind of like waiting for something. Mm -hmm. However, I I think that this is something because it's what viral, I think that they're going to do better. And I think that that's the point of all of this. I think that's the point of all of us coming together now is that there's no way they can ignore it. Um, so I think like therapists on set having like real support, um, during and after like they, they, they don't want to have this happen again. Right. And so hopefully that's the benefit of all this. Yeah. You're talking about, um, the panic attack that you had had in Mexico that caused you to then miss, I think it was like one of the cast get togethers or something. So nothing. So what made me miss the cast party is that they thought I had COVID and I had not been vaccinated yet. And so Nick, like they told me that I couldn't go, but then they told Nick he could go, but we were together like, you know, the past two days, 24 seven. So both of us were like, why can't Danielle go? Mm -hmm. You know, like, and I started like, again, already freaking out. And Nick was like, I'm not going without her. I'm not going without her. And they convinced him to go. And he was like, as long as you have um, someone here that she can trust, because there was someone who I'd uh, grown close with from the production and she never came. And so that's when my anxiety got at its worst, like sitting there alone and having all of this time in my thoughts, one wondering like, is there a reason they didn't want me to go? Like, you know, like, what is that? Um, Right. Cause they clearly don't care about COVID. Like if they're letting Nick go. Exactly. Exactly. But did you Um, even show signs of COVID or was that like total bullshit? So there was someone in the, one of the Wranglers had, um, gotten COVID and the girls were all exposed. And so because I wasn't vaccinated, I think that that contributed to why I wasn't able to, but Nick wasn't either. Yeah. And so So there's no, there's no, it didn't make any sense to me. And that's why I was like, why? Like, are they trying to like, you know, do some mm-hmm. sort of story. Yes, um, <laughs> they are. And, then, yeah, and, to you. and so that's, that's part of it. And also just like having the first day of Nick alone and like revealing our deepest, darkest secrets. It's just like, you know, I, I was freaking out. Yeah. You talked a lot about like how they, there's a fine if you quit, obviously though, like we've seen people on love is blind quit in between. Like, how is that enforced or what is that like? So it's, it's one thing where I haven't heard them ever threaten it. Right. Like, I think it's something that was within the contract and transparently, I can understand, like if all the couples were to leave, they'd have no show. Mm -hmm. Um, however, like in, in certain instances, like mine in Mexico, like, I think it's kind of important for you to take that seriously and allow someone to leave. But again, like they persuaded me like without using that as the fine. So you can ask them permission. It's like, it's a 50 K fine with the producers, like you can ask them for, you know, like, can I leave? And they can say, yes, you know, they, they, I've never heard them like threaten the fine, but that's something that's always in the back of your head, even totally. before you're going to go on the show. You know, I was teeter tottering right until like the day I was about to go. Um, but that still, you know, it goes into effect once you're chosen. Did you watch this current season with Irina and how, well, do you know about this? There's this girl, Irina, and she doesn't like connect with this guy. She ends up leaving and then they allow him to like reconnect with his, I guess, runner up essentially. And then now they're married. So she kind of got to leave the show because she didn't have a connection. Like what's your take on certain situations? They really believed in Nick and I. And I think that that's why there was a little bit extra pressure for us to stay Cause they knew both of us were in love, you know, there was no question about that. So I think in some of the like relationships where I can kind of sense that it's not actually, you know, re- and I don't know, like I, I haven't watched the season, but I think in, in some instances, like that's probably why it was a little bit easier for other people to go. Okay. Right. Do you think they like try to not protect is not the right word. Cause clearly they're not protecting you, but do you think they try to like, put, like, protect in a weird way like the people that are couples so that they have couples that they say come out of the show because we see that a lot with bachelor people that we talk to as well yeah I mean yes and no I think <laughs> Not that protect, they want yeah. I think they want certain people to stay on the show based on mm-hmm. you know we want we anticipate this happening and this happening um but again yeah do do you guys in the contract ever sign anything that like says you can't talk speak out about this stuff or speak out against Netflix 
or like, cause I know once again, bringing it back, we talked to a lot of bachelor people and they sign in their contracts, like in perpetuity, they can't expose production and they have enforced that from time to time. I'm just, I'd be surprised if Netflix wouldn't put something similar. Yeah. The- you know, the legality is like, there's kind of a blurred line, right? Yeah. It's, it's in the difference of like, okay, we are going to completely discredit the storyline of the show versus we're going to speak out about the treatment. Mm -hmm. Um, I think one thing too, is like with the lawsuit, a lot of those things I probably wouldn't have disclosed, right? Like the fine, like those kind of things, I'm sure are big no-nos, but there are certain things that were already talked about because there's like ongoing legal battles that I think also helps with us kind of having some more bravery and speaking out. In your TikTok, you finish by saying there's so much more after listing a plethora of ridiculous things that you went through on the show. What's an example of something more that maybe you didn't already touch on? So there are a lot of things I'm keeping in my back pocket in the case that they do try to pursue any legal action, because as of now, some of the things that I have are, could ruin someone's career. Um, and so I will just say that and leave it at that. Um, because I hope they know what I'm talking about. I had actually disclosed to someone what I was talking about that works for kinetic. So honestly, that's why I didn't say, but once I, once, like, if anything were to happen, like, I'm like, okay, well this happened, but right. Is this about a producer that was like on set with you guys? Okay. I won't ask any more questions. That was a head shake for our audio. (laughs) Yeah. And there's some additional things too, where I'm like, yeah. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. Like, I hope yeah. I don't have to come to that point, but, but you have ammo. So keep it. Yeah. Um, do you think you just overall, do you regret going on the show? Yeah. And I, I think like, not only because of like my own experience, I think like, I like the way that, you know, I did, I made a lot of mistakes on the show and, you know, while I was just kind of like, I could feel my mental health deteriorating and they didn't show a lot of this, but a lot of the reasons we were going back and forth on saying yes or no was because I was very open about communicating the fact that I was feeling worse than I ever have before. And at the bachelorette party on the boat, you can actually see me saying that once where I'm like, you don't understand. Like I am out of my mind right now. So they did share a little bit of that, but that's like my mental health is one of the main reasons that Nick and I were like on the fence. Um, So that, you know, if if I was still married, maybe yeah, I, I don't know. It's it's hard. Um, but I do think like the 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 low that I'm feeling now, um, and the low that I've been feeling since the show aired, like there's no level of you know brand deals or money that can you know that's worth how I'm feeling. Um, and it comes and goes in ways. And transparently, my mental health has been bad reliving it. Like you know, I don't regret coming forward in the sense that I think it will ignite change. But I have been really, really bad having to, you know, relive some of this stuff. And I'm like thinking, wow, like, yes, I I made money from the show. Yes, I have brand deals. I would give any of that away to feel how I did before I started filming. Oh, I'm so sorry. Very powerful, but so heartbreaking to hear. I'm sorry. It like even up. right now, like speaking out about it and, and being approached by, I saw that you were on entertainment tonight and up, you're coming on. She's all batch, very notable podcast. Is this type of attention, like, because you're having to talk about this, is that difficult for you Yeah. now? Like you're still dealing with it, with it today. It was just such a traumatizing experience that it re-triggers me. Yeah. It like, it, it, and again, like I, I was like, these are things where I'm like so pissed off about and like couldn't get over for a long time after filming. And now I'm like re-pissed. And then obviously there's a huge amount of level of hate that comes with that. Right. And like that put me in a dark space, but these are all things I anticipated, but it doesn't make it easy. But again, like rethinking about like, what I cannot believe that not only did they not let me leave after having a panic, they made it seem so like blown in a different way. Like I just like, that's one thing where I'm like, that is such a sensitive thing. I tried leaving because of it. And then you're going to make it seem like jealousy. Like I'm talking with my therapist still like about how to get over that and get that resentment away about all of this different stuff, because like these conversations deserve to be heard. Um, And now I have so many people from married at first sight uh, reaching out to me saying that they have the exact same conditions. And now they're like, how do we speak up? How do we, because it's the same production company. 
So, so yeah. So like there have been oh, people for multiple different seasons, like multiple different shows who have talked to me about like, this is how it impacted my mental health. They did the same exact thing to me. Some stories are worse. So that also was like, oh my God, I can't believe that like all of these people like had such like mental changes after filming, not even after the show aired. You brought up brand deals and you brought up money from the show. Are Love is Blind contestants paid just to film? You get uh, like a weekly stipend. Um, I think because like there are some people's who careers are dependent on like sales and things like that. So that they could have people like still participate. There's no residuals or anything with Netflix. No, no. Okay. Um, obviously you have talked about like therapists and stuff. The show did not provide any of that sort of support, right? That was all on you to, to find for yes. yourself. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and I did have a therapist before and I didn't have the time to have my therapist during filming. So I was working full time and then filming full time. And I wish I would have been able to find, you know, the time to do it. Cause it's worth it. Mm-hmm. But so that's on me, but they would have a therapist call and do like five minute checkups and be like, how are you doing? And so I would be straight up bad. Um, and so, and they'd be like, okay, we'll relay the information over and then nothing would come of it. Are you kidding? So it's just yeah. like to say that they reached out. Like, okay, noted. We'll say something. Yeah. Ugh, that like disgusts me, honestly, to be playing with people's mental health like that. It's just not okay. So it's like, quote unquote, it's like, like they can say, oh, we had someone reach out, but it's like the, right. the level of what they actually did. It's like, yeah, you reached out, you didn't do anything to help. So Nick, your ex-husband also has spoken out about his experience, which is very similar to yours. Um, you guys called it quits in 2022. What was the reason behind going your separate ways? We just like slowly started realizing more and more that we weren't compatible. Okay. You kind of like get caught up in this whole fairy tale of everything. And then when you are kind of like thrown into the real world, one with no support, two after going through a wide breadth of life-changing, you know, moments, it just like, you know, I think the pressure got to us mm-hmm. and it just it wasn't feasible for us to stay together anymore. Have you guys uh, spoken regarding speaking out against the franchise? No. No, I mean, yeah, we have not had one conversation. So I thought it was interesting even reading the Business Insider article. Some of his quotes were like spot on to what I said. And that made me happy. I was like, you know, Nick typically has not spoken out. So I'm really proud of him for doing so now because I know he's had the same feelings as me. I'm just a little bit more vocal. Mm -hmm. Is there anything else that you want our listeners to know about your experience that we haven't asked about? Um, I think one thing that I just want to touch on because there's a Mm -hmm. lot of people like having, like you, you touch on a lot of the questions that I get. I think one thing is like, I do share a a level of accountability. Um, you know, I should have taken into consideration how bad I did feel in high school. You know, I had done so much work to not feel like that anymore. Post like during college, post-college while signing up for the show, I was, um, you know, transparent about what had happened in the past. But I was like, oh my God, like, no, I'm totally fine. And my dad was like, Danielle, you can't handle this. You can't handle this. My mom's like, you can't. My dad's like, no. And so, you know, I was like, I think that I can. And, and you know, the, the I passed the psych test and, you know, I did it. But my dad's always right. And I just want to say, like, I, I of do course, take- Of yeah. course, but that doesn't excuse what they did to you though. And then they no, completely exactly. took advantage. And, and for any, are you yeah. getting backlash? People are saying that you're not holding yourself accountable. Yeah. That's insane. Like truly, because I mean, this is a major franchise taking advantage of people's like insecurities and mental health. And you were open in your casting saying that you had struggled with suicidal thoughts in the past and that you had them while filming. Yes. Yeah. After the, the panic attack, that's when I was like, I can't handle this. This is not at all what I thought reality TV was. And that was the first time I had a moment to breathe, to think like, no, I I can't do it. This is not what I expected. And that's when I told them, like, I don't trust myself. And that's when everyone from the cast and the crew like ran up right away. And they're like, oh, you're going to be lowering a camera. You're going to be this. You're going to be this. Like, trust me. Like, you guys love each other. And so again, they did. Wait, like, did you say Lauren and Cameron, like as if the season one success story? Yeah. Like so the, that was were... the focus instead of like, oh, you're going to be this like beloved couple in the franchise versus like, let's help this girl who's saying that she's struggling with suicidal thoughts. That's the issue here. 
Like, yeah. And that's exactly it. It's like, instead of having any sort of like mental support in the moment, they could see, I was still like so hyper anxious when they were all still running. Like, and, and instead of anything else, they just like, were trying to convince us to stay versus being like, okay, let's take a day off filming so that you yeah. can chill and have, you know, someone to talk to professionally. But it's concerning that the issue was, is she going to stop filming because we need her for the show? That's where yep. the priority is in their head. And that's where they need to refocus. Mm -hmm. yeah. We deal with this so with gross. bachelor people all the time. Yeah, I would actually say this is a little worse. I think it's I worse. Have a couple of, yeah, yeah. I have a couple of friends who are uh, on The Bachelor, and when we oh. were comparing conversations, they're like, "This kind of this sounds a little bit worse than The Bachelor." I was like, "What? <laughs> I didn't expect would you that." Who are you about to? Would you share who you're friends with? Um, just a couple of the cast members in uh, Chicago. There's a, a wide breadth of them that live here. Um, but I did think that that was interesting. And one of the things that they literally would say during the casting process is like, "This is not The Bachelor." <laughs> In what way did they like? Yeah, like that? in every way, in every way. <laughs> well, no, no shit, it's love is blind. You have like fears about, you know, I don't like getting in girl fights. Like, I don't like, you know, mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. Um, same with like some of the horror stories of the things that happen behind the scenes. I've seen Unreal, and they were just like, you know, this is The Bachelor. Yeah. This is so it's this worse. Is so oh, trying to like reassure you that, like, oh no, we care. Yeah. Is that why they were saying that? Okay. What kind of stuff were they? asking you like in the casting process, but also like in the psych eval, cause we've heard from bachelor contestants, like how extensive, like the packets that they fill out, like all their traumas, all their worst fears, everything. And then of course it's like used against them. Like, what was that process like in love is blind? It was the same exact thing where okay. I didn't know if like, there were certain things that I had disclosed that shouldn't have been communicated outwards, um, you know, with during the psych eval, but I also, don't know if the rooms were bugged because there were conversations that Nick and I had um, the day that we weren't filming at all. And so a couple of the other castmates were like, you know, they put us in these situations right after having a conversation the day off filming that is very, very close to what we were talking about the day before. So I can't like, again, like I can't make assumptions. These are things that like, I have no idea but that's something that we kind of like came to terms with is like, yeah, we're pretty sure that they were listening in on conversations that we didn't know they were. And so that also could contribute as to why they knew some of the like traumas and stuff like that. Were you so, not mic'd up during those times? No. So there literally would have had to been like hidden mics somewhere. Mics or something. Yeah. Wow. But I, I believe it, but it's like sickening. Ugh. Yeah. But there's what? a lot of people who had thought the same thing and we started being a little bit more careful and having conversations in like common areas of the cast department. Or like talking It's stressful too, feeling <laughs> like you can't talk then to your significant other who you're expected to get married to at the end of this. Yep. Like you can't talk freely. Were there other contestants or other couples who were pressured to either say yes or no at the altar? You know, I don't want to talk to, for anyone else okay. um, just because I have those conversations with them in, you know, secret, but. Sure. Okay. But I, I'm going to, okay. yes, maybe that happens. <laughs> I don't have a poker face. It's like the yeah. worst. <laughs> yeah. Patreon listeners are watching this because we've released video on our Patreon and you could just take her face for that answer. <laughs> Whatever. We won't say it, but sure. Okay. So my people face are. Answers question, yeah. My sure. face answers questions before my words do always. I love it. I'm kind of like that too. Uh, what advice would you have for someone uh, auditioning for the next season of Love is Blind? I honestly would have some, like, I would really, really, really read the articles that had happened previously. Ask Kinetic, what have you done to change since then? Talk to your own therapist. Um, have your therapist talk to their therapist and try to poke holes in some of the things that they're saying but also take all of this into consideration before saying yes and really do a deep dive. Like I wish I would have done myself, like with maybe even just writing down pros and cons. And, and again, um, just taking into consideration now that you know what people have said. What's yeah. next for you now? So I just want to continue on um, speaking about mental health. I think that that is what is super gratifying. Um, that's kind of what pulled me out of the dark place is being able to connect with so many different people on those subjects. Uh, it took a little bit of a pivot because now this is like going crazier than I thought, but like right after I'm just like, I'm ready to, to go back about, you know, what I'm passionate about. 
That's amazing. And we're, we're Mm -hmm. big advocates for that as well. So we appreciate the work that you're doing and you are doing it right now as well. Shining a light on this. Exactly. And that's, that's why I felt inclined. Well, thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you so much for being so vulnerable too and sharing such tough things. (laughs) No, thank you guys for uh, being ready to hear me. Of course. Well, where can our listeners keep up with you on social media? Uh, my Instagram and my TikTok are both uh, DNL rule. So D-N-E-L-L-R-U-H-L. Amazing. All right. Well, thank you again for taking the time and we will be in touch when this is live. Thank you. Okay. Bye, Daniel. Bye. bye. And that is our show. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you like what you hear, tell a friend. We haven't done a Love is Blind interview before. Tell a friend about it because this is a good one. Um, Also, leave us five stars, subscribe, go tell everyone in the Facebook group how much you loved this week's episode. Yes. And if you're looking for more She's All Batch community, maybe go to our Facebook group or, I don't know, check out our YouTube. There's some videos there. Or join our Patreon because there's a lot of bonus content that we've been working really hard on over there. And shout out Facebook group. Someone in the Facebook group wrote about how much they love the Patreon. So all things are coming full circle, you know. If you're looking for She's All Batch merch, check out our merch shop that's linked in the description. Also check out Etitude Sheets. Go to etitude.com slash she's all batch. That'll get you $25 off your purchase. And also paired.com, the paired app. If you use code she's all batch, so it's paired.com slash she's all batch. That'll get you seven days free plus $25 off if you make a purchase. Mm-hmm. And is that it? I think that's it. Bye, bitches.